0: Welcome to the Ease of Business podcast for the Enlightened Entrepreneur, hosted by Lisa Shermerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Here is where we help disruptors gain clarity on how to make a bigger impact while living a life of abundance through reading amazing books that have helped us in business. Thanks so much for joining us and let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Ease of Business Podcast. This is Episode Four, where we are talking about *The Alchemist* by Paulo Coelho. And so, you—if you're familiar with this book at all—you may be thinking, Celeste and Lisa, like, how is that a business book? Like, how is that a book that has helped you move forward faster in business? And we're going to tell you all about it today. So welcome to my amazing co host, Lisa Shermerhorn.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And you know, what's
0: so cool is, you know,
1: the segue was perfect. This book, if you can see it, the alchemist um, is a book that I give my clients to read.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. So tell me why. Because
1: it helps you understand that anything is possible. And one of my favorite lines, I have so many notes here of, of my favorite quotes, but um, it talks about um, when you want something, thing, all universe conspires in helping you achieve it. And it's so true. It's like what you focus on is what you get. And and so when you see this this journey, because it's really the the journey of a young boy who works his way through life and goes through difficulties, and and he gets direction from these people and he learns to follow his heart. I don't want to give too much away because there's a lot of magic in the book too. But I just found for me it was so inspirational, and I I just love each. This book, along with a couple of other his books, "The Pilgrimage" is another one that I love of his. But how his language? He he writes in poetry.
0: Yeah, I love that you're bringing that up, Lisa. Because I'm going to be really honest, I have never physically read this book, but I've listened to it on Audible multiple mm-hmm. times, and even in like the preparation for this for this episode. I listened to it, I think no less than three times. And it made me really desire to have a physical copy because it's one of those books where each line is so potent uh, and could be a quote as a standalone that it's just, it's just beauty. It's just beautiful and it's poetic and it's, deep and loving. And it's such a beautiful life lessons that will help in life and business throughout. And so I'll talk briefly about my first experience with this book, which was, I think, you know i actually had a gentleman share the book with me tell me about the book back in 2006 when i had first moved to chicago and i had felt like i was following the signs and following the nudges and following the breadcrumbs as i've always said and moved to chicago which was my life goal since i was 5 years old that was all i wanted in life and that was, and then i did it and and so i was late 20s and i really felt very um aligned with that whole move. And I was. And so this gentleman was like, oh my God, have you read The Alchemist? And I said, no. And I didn't read the book at that moment. In fact, it took me until 2015 to finally read the book. So like nine years later, finally read it, listened to it on Audible. Like I mentioned before, I've only ever listened to it on Audible because I have a short attention span. And to be completely transparent I feel like we're going to give it all away. But the book starts with this this young man you know going along his life and then at the end of the book he basically ends up exactly where he was at the beginning of the book. And what I got from that back in 2015 was basically like well, why would I follow the breadcrumbs? Like, why would I do all the things that he did to like get there again? Because I don't know. Like I just was not in a space to like see all the the beauty and the depth of faith and trust and surrender and the lessons that he learned that I was able to really feel into more deeply the this time of revisiting the book.
1: Well, I, I find it interesting because if you think about this in life, if I still lived in the hometown that I grew up in and never moved away and never went out and sought out my own journey, I wouldn't be the person I am today. So he he went to seek, you know, they use the term personal legend. And, and in the book, he talks about how, Everyone as a child knows what their personal legend is. And the legend is, you know, what your gifts are, what what you are. And then throughout our life, we get people who talk us out of it. We get people in our lives that say, oh, that's too dangerous. Don't do that. Or that's too risky. Everyone in our lives will, at some point in our lives, the people who are well-meaning will try and talk us out of our personal legend, even to the point where we may feel that our, our personal legend or our own journey feels too scary or, you know, too hard. Um, and and we many of us, many people will walk away. But I also liken it to, there's a metaphor in that for me, I think about um, the Wizard of Oz and the, the same type of journey where Dorothy, where she starts out and she ends up but is she the same person at the end? No, she's not. She's not. So we all have to go through that. It's that no place like home, but we have to go through that wisdom and that journey to get that. Plus he, he accumulated, he, he ended up with so many gifts on the way.
0: Right. I mean, he finds the love of his life and he, um, you know, finds his treasure and, and, And realizes that in giving up everything, he actually gained so much more, right? And the times that things were taken away from him, so to speak, like his perception that they were taken away from him, they were always given back to him in more and more and more, right? Like more, yeah, tenfold, like expansion. and, And to me, that just really signifies... When we can like get out of the fear space that we've been taught into by society, by culture, by well-meaning loved ones, right? Like just trying to keep us safe. Like we don't see that we're always supported by the universe, that the universe is always looking out for us. And, and it's just such a beautiful story about that in so many different ways. My,
1: my life has been a culmination of that, that um, I have learned to live my life that way. And uh, the more you do and you more you go into your heart space and your feeling and get out of your head, the more will come to you because you're following your soul's purpose, you know, that your your own personal legend. And no one else knows that better than you do. And most of the time while we're on the journey, we don't even know what it is. <laughs>
0: girl I could write a whole book about that yeah yeah
1: yeah it's true and so it's it's a it's really the journey of learning to trust your own intuition and your guidance um and and miraculous things will happen I know in my life they have I when you learn to trust and surrender to to that what is within and what's what makes us each unique and special and uh yeah, it's, it's an inspirational book. I think it should be required to read, uh, required reading. Even if you didn't read the whole book and just had this in the bathroom and opened it up to a random page and read like a paragraph. <laughs> it's yeah. like the the four agreements is like that for me. I just open it up and whatever I need to have for that, you know, five minutes is just amazing to me. This is one of those books that has that kind of uh, incredible Um, uh, wisdom. And there's another saying in here, it says every blessing ignored becomes a curse.
0: Mm.
1: Because when you say, oh, that's just a coincidence, or you just let something go and don't honor um, the things that get put in front of you, and then later on you end up regretting it, or it's always that elusive thing because you, it was there and then you didn't acknowledge it.
0: Um, well, and that brings up for me to like what we talked about in the, was it the fr- second episode? Yeah. Like the first book that we went through, which was like thank and grow rich. Yeah. Right. And so if we're not acknowledging the blessings that are coming to us with gratitude and like Thanksgiving, then yeah, they become curses because then we, we act like it's not a big deal. Like that's natural. We like lose our humility over it. Yep. And that's where we really fall into the trap of scarcity, right?
1: Right. And it, it even goes beyond that because when you think it, it, it's the world is a mirror for us. So it's what you put into it is what you get back. And in another place in the book, it says most people see the world as a threatening place. And because they do, the world t- turns out to be a threatening place. It is like, what, how, how do you see the world? And, and I always like to use the term reframe, you know, what was the gift that this gave me? You know, not many people, I, I, no one wants to go through divorce, it, it was one of the most horrible, difficult things i had ever gone through in my life. But now I can look back and reframe and look at the gifts that it has given me and the lessons it's given my children, because I wanted to be an example of how you should live your life and not um, give your power away and not being in a place where you're unhappy. But it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of fortitude to have en- enough um, courage to get yourself out of a situation. Um, and and the thing is, is that when you don't, parts of you start to die. You have to follow that. otherwise, Otherwise, you just end up in deep, deep depression. If people understood that if they started to follow that, get over their fear and really follow their own personal legend, they may find themselves having to get rid of their medication because they may not need it again
0: well and i love that we're talking about this because you know me i like to define things right and what's really been coming up for me lately is around this idea of like what is a nudge what is inspiration and and what is a calling is what's been coming up for me a lot lately and for me a calling is something i'm curious about Like genuine curiosity, right? Like, I don't have to do the thing, but ooh, it kind of sounds fun. Like, it kind of sounds interesting. It kind of sounds intriguing. And when we don't follow that nudge, like, when we don't follow that invitation from the universe, then it doesn't go away. Like, it doesn't ever just disappear and be like, okay. Yep, you said no to horseback riding or whatever it is and it just comes back later. It just comes back later and it just comes back later. And sometimes it'll get louder and sometimes something crazy will happen that you're like, "Oh my god, of course I've been meaning to go horseback riding. Like, why haven't I been doing this? Like whatever that is." And Lisa going back to the divorce example, like, "I remember my first divorce. Um, I'm divorced twice now, but thankfully in loving partnership with my second ex-husband, quote unquote. Uh, but And that's a wild story, but, but we have a beautiful relationship that I would never give up. And that divorce brought us back together in this really beautiful way and allowed us to create a different relationship. But going back to my first one, I was very young and I felt like everyone expected me to be in this relationship with him, to live, to die, to eat, to sleep, to breathe that relationship. And I lost so much of who I was. I, I compromised so much of my identity in that relationship, partially because he had a very strong personality, even though I have a really strong personality too, but he had such a strong personality that it overpowered me. And I remember that the decision that I had to come to for that relationship was I'm okay to live my life alone for the rest of my life. I just cannot be in this relationship. This is not healthy for me. This is not something that I need to be in, right? And so sometimes we just have to get to that breaking point of what, you know, before we take that step. But had I followed the nudge prior, I may not have even married him because I really had doubts that early on in the relationship, right? But I was so afraid of being alone, which is why I stayed with him and why, you know, I stayed with him as long as I did. So I think, like, what you're saying, like, getting past the fear is such a huge space and it just takes breath and taking one step at a time and not making something mean or not futurizing what we think is going to happen, the worst case scenario, which. By the way, rarely ever happens um, yeah, so
1: no it it it's so true and and when I think that the biggest lesson one of the biggest lessons that I had in in this book and in my own life is really about how you see the world and the importance of really Knowing that it's a mirror of you. And if you have the courage and the strength to step out of that fear and put yourself into the place of courage and really step out, because the universe just shows up for you. It, it's the most amazing thing that the term the leap and the net shall appear. It freaking does. It just does, but you have to leap first and that's the worst part of it. You have to take those steps first and then all of a sudden, and, and, um, you know, do you get knocked around and could you get bruised? Yes. And every single bruise, the metaphors, I remember my, my daughter was lacrosse and I remember saying to her, I don't get it. You sit, you stand there in this net and people whip balls at you. Some of them are, you know, like 50 to 80 miles an hour. You've got bruises, the color of your beautiful jacket, (laughs) all over your arms. And she looked at them as these amazing, like, look at that. I know. Look at that. They were awards. They were gifts Mm. for her. She was so proud of them. And to me, I looked at them as like, oh my God, (laughs) crazy but it's like I would never have tried to talk her out of it um, because that was her gift her strength had the ability I mean to be able to stand in front of a net and have not only people whipping balls at you but to take withstand it from the sidelines of people criticizing you we all have people at the sidelines criticizing us telling us you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that and um, you know that's too dangerous, and and you know you're gonna be weird if you do that. And you know what? It's okay. I'm good with being weird. I just am, because because being normal scares the hell out of me <laughs> because I don't even know what that is.
0: Well, my weird is so weirdly so that I just don't even comprehend that there is a different way, right? Like I don't right. know if you find that. Like I'm just like, oh. Oh, you mean that that is a different way that you could communicate that thought? Like, I'm just so blunt that I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so me that I don't realize, like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess there are other ways.
1: Yeah. But, but it's your thumbprint. It's yeah. your thumbprint. And so it's, it's just learning to trust the journey, trust the journey and know that, that whatever you choose, when you have the courage to really stand up, and do what needs to be done for your life and bring joy because this is a barometer you know in in that place in your heart what brings you joy and what gets you to that place of of wow i can't like i literally can't wait to wake up every day i just love what i do every day it's exciting to me when i get to help someone when i get to talk to someone or meet someone new or connect i'm a big connector that kind of thing or stepping on the the unknown. I never thought of myself as brave because as a kid, I wasn't, I was painfully shy. I was, I was really, I gave my power away constantly. I didn't think that I really had value. And the older I got, the more I started to realize my own value. And the more courageous I became, the more, the stronger I became. Um, Doing things now and stepping out of my comfort zone is like, okay, what can I do today? What can I do to scare something to scare me? Because I have this role that if, if whatever I'm afraid of, that's what I have to do. And sometimes I, I I'd never used a power tool before. And, and I ended up, you know, refinishing my deck by myself. But, you know, we have to do things that scare us. And that's what takes us to the next le- level and makes us stronger.
0: I love that. It is. It's where the growth is for sure. It is you know, and and I always like to classify like it's the it's the fear that takes your breath away but isn't gonna like physically harm you, right? Like it's that. Ooh, I've never done that. Like there's there's trepidation around that, but it's not like I'm gonna go stand in a lion's den and <laughs> like bet my life on the lion. Like, no, like it's, it's, it's fear within reason. It's taking risks within reason and, and not taking risks just for the sake of taking risks. And I think that that is so much of, but our body doesn't understand the difference a lot of times. Right. So that's where like, we need to follow our heart. And I love that you talked about that being the barometer because, we spend so much time out of our bodies or in our heads, right? Like we're so much in our head in the society, and when we're able to like just breathe, take a moment, you know, center our breath. I like to focus on breathing in and out of my heart, and that really helps me to presence in the body. And so, just for anybody who's listening and is like, okay, but how do I do that? Like that is a really simple way.
1: Yeah, how to one thing that we get. Programmed out of us um, in school, and it's something that I really hope that someday they really they change. Is when you answer a question, and the teacher answers you. Don't tell me what you feel. Tell me what you think. And I remember, you know, that shut me down Mm -hmm. because I'm very kinesthetic. Like that's how I learn. I'm an experiential learner, and I and I and I. Feel my way through life so for me i didn't have table answers when someone asked me a question it was always like what my gut and and when you get that reinforcement over and over again where you have to prove something or it has to be logical in your thinking then you shut that part of you down and it's one of the most important parts of you. It's, right. it's how I've made most of my major decisions, much to my ex-husband's dismay. <laughs> it's that feeling. It's like where I moved to a whole new state and started my life all over again, didn't know a soul because it felt right. You know, it's, it's like I started a business and started my life over again because it felt right. I didn't have any tangible, you know, formula for this, um, and that's that's what people have to learn to unlearn, is to follow that personal legend. And I think about like my son as a child; his he always wanted to be a Power Ranger and uh, that whole white uniform with the helmet. And I was laughing because he races motorcycles, and he now looks like a Power
0: Ranger. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. He's I love got the it when childhood leather
1: suit with the helmet. And I'm like, you finally got to be a Power Ranger.
0: I love it when childhood <laughs> dreams like inadvertently come true. That's like my favorite. It's amazing. I always wanted to be a unicorn and now look at my well, hair. There you are.
1: <laughs> There you are,
0: right, right. So, well, I think that that is a beautiful place to stop. Um, I think that this conversation, Lisa and I, could clearly talk forever, but want to playing with the different times that we're like running how long we run this podcast for, and just wanting to like honor the listener. So, first off, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. It is such a pleasure, and whether you found us on YouTube or Facebook or all the places that podcasts live, we are all there. We're also at theeasofbusiness.com, I believe it is. All of a sudden, I'm saying that and I'm like, I don't know that I know the website. Oh, yeah, it's theeasofbusiness.com. Thanks. Thanks, Google. Um, <laughs> thanks for a web browser. Uh, so, that this month's book, if you missed it, it was The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. We highly recommend it. And Lisa, do you want to announce the book for next month?
1: Uh, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. And if you've ever read the five love languages, it's based on that. But it's how you can learn to appreciate um, each other in the workplace. And I have to tell you, it's, I, I've actually done a presentation on this book for innkeepers. Because most innkeepers are couples. And they're spending 24 hours a day together. And so this was a really, really great presentation to help people better understand each other in the workplace, especially in close quarters. So if if you especially work with a tight group of people, this is a great book to read.
0: I love that. And I love that we're doing this, you know, five love languages or five languages of appreciation book in February right? Because the date that we're going to be doing this is on Tuesday, February 15th at (laughs) 7 p.m. Eastern. So very apropos for Valentine's Day month and the month of love and appreciation. So we will be back here on Facebook and live on YouTube at 7 p.m. on February 15th talking about the five languages of appreciation in the workplace by Gary Chapman and Paul White And if you want to read the book with us or read the book, come and have a conversation with us live. We would love that. If you just want to catch the replay and catch our cliff notes and our conversation afterwards, we invite you to do that as well. And other than that, if you find that this episode could be helpful to someone or you know somebody who needs to read the book, The Alchemist, and maybe they just want like a little brief introduction to it, please feel free to share this episode with them. So with that, thank you so much. If Lisa, you have any last words? No, thank you for joining us. Joining us, And I uh, look forward to seeing you in February. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you next month. This has been the Ease of Business podcast for enlightened entrepreneurs, hosted by Lisa Schirmerhorn and Celeste Hartwell. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us at theeaseofbusiness.com, on our Facebook page, and on YouTube at the Ease of Business Podcast. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook every third Tuesday of the month. And we'd love it if you'd like to read the book that we're doing next and join in the conversation live at 7pm Eastern. See you then.